You are now listening to Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankee podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Welcome back to another episode of Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankees podcast on the Gotham Sports Network. Baseball is back. Opening day is behind us, and we are here. Steve and Sam for another episode of Talking Yankees Baseball. Sam, how are you doing, man? Doing well, Steve. The Yankees are 3-3 three and three to start their season. Stuff could have gone a little better. The offense was shaky at times, but it seems like that's been the Yankees forever you know they start the season slow the weather wasn't too bad but it feels like a lot of these times just it's getting your feet wet in these first several games and as long as you don't have a two and eight or one and nine stretch I'm not really the one to panic you know everybody wants Aaron Hicks DFA'd already it started already I mean Everyone wants the team blown up. Uh, everyone wants everyone traded. That's not me. You know, they lost 2-3 to a good Blue Jays team. 1-2-3 against the Orioles. They lost Wednesday night's game in extra innings, which we'll get into a yeah, little Sam, bit. That's but a, you said the Yankees are 3-3. Three and three. I just tweeted out that the Yankees are 3-1-2. I think it's time we stop. We start adopting some uh, some hockey standings here because these extra inning rules are stupid as hell, and the Yankees have lost. Steve, I was literally going to say that before we started <laughs> recording off the air. I, you literally, uh, to be completely honest, I'm sorry I had to stop you. You legitimately took the words right out of my mouth that I didn't tell. tell well, we got to keep track of this all year. We're going to keep track of it all year and, and adjust the standings that way because it, it's it's I look I. The Yankees had the same advantage, and they should be able to, with a better lineup, should be able to win those games. But they lost two two fake games. We'll eventually get used to it, but I think we could be angry for now. Like, you alter the game, just like you do in hockey. You alter the game for the, quote, overtime period. We'll call over uh, extra innings overtime in yeah. baseball, whatever, vice versa. You alter the game and it's you alter the sport almost in a sense i mean it's not it's not the same game you're playing in innings one through nine so i think the losing team should absolutely you know hockey is the point style system it's <laughs> do so we funny. need to you adopt the, the point right style out here? of my mouth there it's i i don't know what we could do but it's it just doesn't feel right. If they were to do this in the 12th inning, you could maybe have me on board. 13th inning, 12th or 13th doing it, you'd have a lot more people on board than, you know, a Tuesday or Wednesday night game goes in extra innings or. And, and I get it. I know you want to. You want to prevent the 17, 18 inning games that's going to tire out and destroy a bullpen and lead to possible injuries. I get the idea for it all. Uh, like and it makes sense on paper, but then you watch it and it just it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right at all. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens there. You know, the Yankees and the O's. I mean, they they made it a little exciting uh, on Wednesday night with both scoring in the tenth and then the O's scoring in the eleventh and G Urshela getting thrown out at the plate. That that would have would have tied it on a um, a short fly ball from DJ Lemayu. Tough tough way to lose for the Yankees. Um, and well, they got to move on. Day off today. And then they're they're in Tampa, um, so we're gonna do things uh, as we did last year. If you listened uh, to podcasts and pinstripes, each each week we're gonna do a three up, three down, three players that we like this week, three players that we want to see improvements for. Uh, kind of short and sweet bullet points here, but before we get into that, Sam, two quick uh, bullet points I want to get into. Shout out for uh, Jamison. Uh, Tyone to get his first major league start since May 1st, 2019, 707 days, and his stuff looked pretty good. He was on a, a short pitch count there, but still seven strikeouts, and when you strike out that many batters, you're not going to go too far, so he didn't get out the fifth inning. Um, very cool. You know, he's got a crazy story, battling cancer, tons of injuries. Uh, it's nice to see him in pinstripes. I'm excited what he can bring to to this team. Yeah, absolutely. He looked pretty good out there tonight. I was excited to see him. Uh, he was a guy we talked about a lot last week, him and Kluber. The Yankees relying on two guys that really had not pitched in two seasons when you take into account Kluber's injury as well. But 
He had good control. Four and two-thirds. No walks is the big one for me. And seven strikeouts, 74 pitches. He looked, all in all, like a, a guy who is going to be a three or four starter. And that's fine. If he gives the Yankees five, six innings, keeps the runs down, and the, the seven strikeouts is certainly a surprise for me. I mean, he had some really nasty swing and miss stuff tonight. I know it was the Orioles. Two home runs, but... Yeah, I was encouraged by what I saw out of Tyone uh, as opposed to what I saw from Kluber. And it's what I mentioned last week about Kluber's control. Uh, Tyone looked like the pitcher he was in 2018. He did. uh, With the Pirates when he won those 14 games, you know, ERA in the threes. So it's just one start, but I was really encouraged uh, from what I saw. And. The Yankees, we always harp on it. They need consistency out of the starting rotation. And it's just one game, like I said, but encouraging signs tonight from Tyone. Uh, this is a guy that they didn't really have to give up the uh, Brinks truck to get for him. And he's a guy that's under contract for next year. The Yankees, if he totally flops, can choose to just non tender him. And he's also playing for yeah, a spot. He, yeah, he's going to be around for at least another year, I think. Even you know, he's he's going to be a cheap, nice alternative. You know, hopefully it's you know, the the injuries hold up. Like we say, he's got a long a long list there, um, and we're encouraged by what he does. And hopefully, he continues to do well. I mean, he started out, you know, nine up, nine down. That's that's the way you want to come back after not pitching for two years. So we'll, we'll see and keep keep an eye on him the rest of the year. And he's not in the the three up. Uh, this week, but I have a feeling that he'll he'll be there pretty soon uh, for the Yankees. Um, and the last piece of piece of note before we get started on the three up three down is the Yankees made a trade, early season trade, got uh, Rugned Odor from the Rangers, uh, famously uh, punched Jose Bautista square in the jaw. Um, but other than that, kind of not much bringing us to the plate. It's got some pop. Um, you know, lots of home runs. He's got, you know, 146 home runs in his career. But over the last four seasons, we're talking about a guy with an OPS plus of 77 and an on-base percentage of uh, 279 and pretty weak defense. But the Rangers are picking up the entire contract. He had $27 million, uh, left on his deal. So that's all this year, all next year, then a $3 million buyout. I believe if he becomes an amazing player, the Yankees can pick him up for that third year for $10 million. Highly, highly doubt that will ever happen. But um, an interesting depth move for the Yankees. Uh, did not see it coming at all. Um, I think it left me wondering a little bit how Gio Urshela is doing in the field. And it kind of will might tie into somebody who's on the, the three down list. But it seems like the Yankees are prepared to, uh, to bring him on to the active roster once he clears protocol. Yeah. And he provides a body in the infield. Uh, I wrote about him yesterday. Provides a body, provides depth. But when you're talking about uh, the other aspects, he strikes out a lot. And I think that's going to frustrate Yankees fans um, just to watch. He'll launch some over that short porch in right field. But... In his first four, in his first five seasons, he struck out twenty-one point two percent of the time. I put this in my article yesterday. From twenty nineteen to twenty twenty, those two seasons combined, that number jumped to thirty point nine percent of that his at bats. He's striking out in over one in every uh, three at bats. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not good. Me, I mean, so under. far, I mean, you're not gonna yeah. you don't make the roster. Uh, you know, you hit 30 home runs in 2019, and then you're you're DFA'd with, with a b- big contract on a uh, on a Texas team that could use some hitters, but they, they have a they have a better uh, better infield, and they 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 moved on from him. He was gonna be kind of let go, and that's why the, the Rangers are picking up the entire thing. They did have to move two prospects. Uh, for the Yank from the Yankees, uh, two two outfield prospects. One came in the uh, the the flip of, of Sonny Gray, um, but the Yankees are, are deep in the outfield prospect wise. So th- th- this isn't going to cost the Yankees anything, I don't think. Um, you know, neither one of them were were close to you know even tracking in, in Double A and being uh, in the Yankees roster. So it's a move for this year that that could pay off. And as you said, it's 
you need to have as many bullets in the chambers, especially given the the way the the Yankees' injury history has been. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens here, and we'll see when he, when he puts on a uniform and if he gets some some playing time. But uh, but interesting move that uh, that kind of came as a shock, I think, to everybody uh, when it was first reported on Tuesday. Yeah, and I also mentioned the defense aspect. He yeah, Aaron yeah. Boone said he works at uh, he worked at third base this spring with the Rangers uh, and Jay Bruce. Uh, you know, he started the games this year at first base. Uh, that could bring uh, DJ LeMahieu a little bit more flexibility, who, who shifted over there as a defensive replacement. Uh, so maybe well, yeah. a couple, it, couple it options. Bruce some time to rest. You can't yeah, have to have some options. Time to rest, and you know LeMahieu to sh- shift over to first, and uh, they could put Odor at second or use him at third. So while. Odor isn't the most versatile guy. He, he certainly gives Aaron Boone a lot more options when it comes to first base and being without Luke Voigt and using Jay Bruce there with LeMahieu going over there late in games for defense. So I don't hate it. It didn't get it didn't cost the Yankees much, but I think when it comes down to it, whenever the end of, of the Ruth Net Odor uh, era is in the Bronx. I just he has not been a good player lately, <laughs> uh, uh, by, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, bad defender, strikes out a lot, uh, and he'll hit home runs, but he's not providing like Joey Gallo pop from the right yeah. side of the plate to compare him to his former teammate. So I'm not sure how this is going to go. I could see if he's becoming an automatic out i could see the yankees dfa and him themselves at some point this season if they get some more bodies up yeah time will tell but those are the kind of little housekeeping items here uh all right let's give the three up three down first up we got to start with the man that makes the money garrett cole he got two starts uh in the first week uh, of yankees baseball here uh yankees kept him in the 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 typical rotation days and that's why we saw uh, tyone pitch on wednesday Cole uh, opening day looked looked good looked 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 sharp came out a little earlier than probably he would have liked um, and gave up a um, a solo jack there that cost him and the Yankees possibly a win but let's focus on his second star versus the Orioles where he looked absolutely dominant in in seven innings um, overall he's got twenty one strikeouts on the year it's to me I'm already locked in Garrett Cole is going to lead the majors in strikeouts this year. That that stuff he had, um, he could go past seven as as the year goes on. But all encouraging signs from uh, from Garrett Cole to to start the year. Absolutely, and I was at the Flyers Bruins game on Tuesday night, but I did go back and watch the condensed game of Cole's performance. It, it, it just you, you kind of feel bad for the Orioles and up there. I mean, they look like they had absolutely. He was painting one on one on the black man. He was and he was strutting off the mound. That that was uh, that was ace stuff there, and, and it's uh, it's what the Yankees have been wanting for. And we kind of didn't get that feel of it last year with the shortened season for any player. Really, it didn't really feel like you know that that that, that true sense of getting this guy. Uh, I think Cole was loved having the fans in the stands and just just looked dominant. Yeah, and when he's on like that, there really is no hitting him. I was looking at the betting line for the Yankees Orioles last night. It was minus three hundred. Uh, not high. With, not high enough. <laughs> with Cole on the mat, I think once we get to August, we could see that get to minus four fifty, minus four seventy, when Cole's really hitting his stride this season. It's an absolute treat to watch him take the mound, and it's. A big reason why the Yankees gave him all that money in December of 2019. The breaking stuff is working. The the fastball is going right on the black. It's only going to get faster when when summer comes and stuff. It, it, I'm, I'm worried for like if you like to see him launch a couple hundred miles an hour uh, th- this week versus the O's was was, was just uh, it was just awesome to see. And uh, you know, give a shout out to. Uh, to, to the Mets across the across the way here. This this is what it must feel like when Degrom goes on the mound every time. Um, it was kind of it. All, I don't want to say it wasn't it wasn't boring, but it was just you, we got to get used to that. And I think that's going to be the, the best part about it. Is it do Cole starts 
get any any less exciting when you just know he's going to go out there and dominate? I don't think so, but I'm excited to find out for that. <laughs> yeah, I, the Yankees have not had a guy like this in quite some time. Uh, honestly, I mean, I wasn't really conscious for the rocket years, but I mean, <laughs> Sabathia got dominant uh, stretches from uh, 09 to 2012, yeah. which was really fun to watch. But Cole is just on an, another level. He's like that power up in a video game that never goes out. Uh, and it's just electric when he gets on that mound and just starts doing his thing. So. And, and we'll see forward. what happens behind the plate for Cole because he had one start with Gary Sanchez, one start with Higashioka. I don't think there was any issues with, 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 um, with Gary on opening day. Uh, it did make sense to kind of give Gary a day off, and it lined up with Cole. That, that's fine. I think start three will be a, a, a good uh, a good feeler for what what's going on there. Uh, if Higgy becomes a uh, you know standard personal catcher for him, but um, I I would like to think and I hope that the, the Yankees stick with Gary Sanchez. And if it goes you know two starts Gary, one start Higgy for Cole, I don't think that's going to mess up his flow. Um, but combined, I, di- I didn't really see that big of a difference in. In pitch calling or, or demeanor from from either one of them, uh, so I don't think you know Cole has is going to be someone that voices a, a, an opinion on it. I think he'll be great with either one of them. So it'll be more up to uh, to Cash from the Yankee Brass to see what what they do there between uh, Gary and Higgy. Yeah, uh, and you know Gary two home runs early on this season, and he was actually getting a lot of praise uh, from the ESPN broadcast on opening day for. Getting down, good. Block, blocking balls. I mean, looking good behind the plate. Looking really, really fit too. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, you know, I think he's had. A, he got a, has a couple pass balls already, but that's fine. I'm not gonna. Be, I don't. I've said it for years. I don't really care that bad about his pass balls. Uh, he got. He got a really, really shitty call from uh, the uh, the uh, official. Give him, give him an error when he fell into the dugout there. So people are gonna look at that and say Gary's got an error. That's not an error. That's not a, an error. I'm going to take there. He did have the error with the, the bad throw to second, but I'm willing to live with those because we also have seen on opening day that Gary has a cannon, and I'm a, I want Gary throwing the ball because that's going to limit the run game and it's going to come with the occasional error, uh, and that's fine. So I think we this this is if this is what we get for Gary in this first week of baseball, we get that for the entire year. I think that's going to set up to be a pretty pretty strong year for for Gary all around, and definitely a huge, you know, improvement on uh, on last year. Even though we're only six games in. Yeah, absolutely. And for him to get a couple home runs early on in the season was really really good. And the swing looks good. He looks a lot more fit. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do the rest of the year. Just. Because, uh, I mean, the heat after last year, we talked about Yankees players with pressure on them coming into the season. Uh, we didn't really mention Sanchez because it's, Brian It's Cash, always there. It, it's just always there. And But, hey, he was flat out benched for a guy named Kyle Higashioka <laughs> the in the American League Division Series. And Higashioka... Known for his chemistry with Cole, honestly brought pop in his bat as well. I mean, he showed he can hit. So, just something Gary, to keep an eye on throughout the year for when, when Cole's pitching um, to see if the Yankees kind of make it a convenient, you know, coincidence every time he's on the mound or every every other time. But you gotta, you gotta it, look as a catcher. You gotta get days off. Like that's a fact. So if it lines up with Cole, it lines up with Cole. But I would, uh, I'd like to see Gary get the majority of the starts there. But in the end, this is about Cole, and Cole looks phenomenal in the Yankees uniform, strutting off that mound. Going to be must-watch every time he steps on the mound for the Yankees. Uh, second up is Aaron Judge, who could have been on the, the three-down list because he was not in the lineup uh, on Wednesday night because of a sore oblique, which caused a firestorm on the internet of typical injuries, already hurt, soft tissue muscle, Yada, yada, yada. Hopefully that will not be the case, but it is Aaron Judge and the Yankees, so there obviously is some concern there. Prior to that little meltdown that everybody had for for Thursday's game, for Wednesday's game, Aaron Judge has looked awesome. So he's on the up list for me. He is crushing the ball, leads the team with eight hits, two home runs, a monster jack. 
um, on Monday night here. Um, if like again, it's always comes down to health, and we already have to talk about health here. Ideally, this is just a night off with an extra day off with with no game today. But but Aaron Judge looks like he came ready to play and looks like a MVP candidate one week into the season. He looks great, but Steve, I hate to be Mr. Pessimist here. It's one I of really, us has to be. I really think this ends with him on the DL by the end of the week. I uh, just, that's where, where my money is lying. And look, I just know. go back to spring training. They they held him out the last three days of the spring. He was replaced in. Monday's game or, or Sunday's game, uh, it's stuff just doesn't add up here. No, I, mean, I know, I know. And it's an oblique. I mean, it was the injury last year. It, it's it's hard for me to see how this ends in any way besides a DL train, especially when we're in April. I mean, come on, can you imagine like if they let him aggravate this and keep him out another month or six weeks? Um, very, I, right. very concerned. Here. I know, I know, I, and I can't, I can't blame you for the concern. And it was notice. It honestly was noticeable. There was a lot of people noticing in the field. The you know, Michael K even mentioned like, hey, Aaron Judge kind of hinted this year that he's not going to go all out for some of these plays on defense to to prevent the injury. There was a play uh, close against the wall that he he let drop in, which is always a tough play because of the there's no there's no space there at Yankee Stadium. But it did, it did look like he was playing it safe on the bases and in the field. And then for the next day, for him not to be in the lineup, you're right. It does add up to, to, to something going on. And if that's the case, then, then put him on the DL Wednesday morning. It's only a 10-day DL now. It's not the full 15 days. It cuts out a week of baseball there. So you're off. Uh, you're done. I think they could do it retroactively because he didn't play it on, on Wednesday. But you have three games in Tampa and that shitty freaking field, and then you've got um, two game, then three games with the Blue Jays down in Florida too, which is you know a place that he hasn't played. So if you're going to do it and he's going to miss ten days, that right there is is eight days, and you can kind of have him back um, by the time the Yankees are at their next homestand versus the Rays again. So if you want to do it that way, and look, and that's like you said, it's a pessimistic way of thinking of it here. But if you want to save Aaron Judge. And make sure he's fully healthy. Give him the next ten days off and get him out of two fields that he probably doesn't like to play in, and then be ready to go by by next weekend. Like we're talking, ten days would be on on Sunday, um, and it, you know, it, we don't want it, we want it to be a one day thing. And it sounds like the Yankees expect him to be in the lineup on Friday, but but it does. Boone Boone even says I can't rule anything out. Like God damn it, Boone like. <laughs> that's why Sam's so pessimistic. You said he can't rule anything out. We're going to assume that this guy got his ribs taken out and he's going to be out the next six months. But I, I, I just don't see this being 10 days. I, I mean, it's <sighs> it's an oblique. It, it, it's, it's so worrisome to me. It is so, so worrisome. Uh, I mean, how many times have we seen, has, have we seen this movie too? No, I know, but, but he launched the ball three four seventy five, and he pulled it. Like I, I, I mean, maybe that's what maybe that's what aggravated it. Uh, but like, he's looked so good to start the year, yes. man. I, I mean, that monster home run Monday. But I, I, I just he's played through stuff before. It's it's concerning, and I don't want this to turn into a two or three month thing either. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's the ultimate fear and. If the Yankees are going to win championship number 28, they need him healthy in October. And if that means missing, shit, if he misses six weeks, let's say to Memorial Day, if that means that, then so I, This it. can't be a Memorial Day thing. This has got to be a, a, a two-week thing, Max. And he's got I, I, he needs to be in the lineup. If he's not in the lineup on Friday, then he's got to go on the DL and figure it out. Like, this... You need to show that it is it was a one day. Just give him a rest day earlier in the year thing, or or just put him on the IL and and end, end our misery because the speculation of will he won't he for the IL for the IL is is going to destroy Yankees Twitter and me because I, I I don't want to read this shit every day. <laughs> yeah, and, and the injury bug is hovering over him, and I just hate how this is all played out. I mean, sit in the last three weeks of this three days of the spring, excuse me. Um, Going, um, 
uh, you know, defensive getting replaced late in the game, and then and then an off day for wear and tear being sore this early in the season, and now we're seeing it's the oblique. Man, I just don't know what the possibilities are here. Yeah, so so Aaron Judge, you're on the up list for what you did the previous week. If you're on the DL, you're going to go the IL. You're going to go on the three down list for next week's episode. So hopefully prove me right and Sam wrong, and we'll get some get some games going. But he looked good this week, so I'm, throw, I'm keeping him on the up list. Uh, and the third three-up person is Johnny Loisga. Jonathan Loisga, full-time bullpen guy. The Yankees have finally said they're not going to try and stretch him out and have him as a possible emergency fifth starter, uh, anything like that, or even that long of a running guy that's going to stick with Luis Sessa. But, but Weisinger's looked good. Three games, three starts, um, and he's throwing some, he's throwing some good heat. And overall, it's just been uh, a nice treat for someone that we know has had good, um, has had good stuff for his entire career, dealt with a lot, a lot of injuries before coming to the Yankees. Uh, and he could be a huge weapon for the team. It's, it's him and Chad Green are the you know, I think of them very similarly. They can be a a one inning guy, or they can go two to maybe two and a half innings. So it, it's nice to see what what he's done to start the year. Um, and, and he's going to strike out a ton of batters. They come in for one inning, throw gas, throw some lasagna, and, and be good to go for for the Yankees is huge for the bullpen and overall the bullpen in general here. So if there's someone else you might want to talk about. In the bullpen, the bullpen's been great for the Yankees to, to start the year, but I think my my main guy has been uh, Luizaga that I would want to want to focus on after a strong week. Absolutely, and I've been on the train for o- almost a year now. I mean, I think I mentioned it last summer that Luizaga can be that Chad Green two guy. I mean, he's coming in pumping 98, 99 miles an hour. I mean, with really really good breaking stuff. Never quite put it together as a starter. Kind of like, you know, the Yankees tried Chad Green out early on in his tenure. So if, if we're talking about one positive in the bullpen, in a bullpen that has many, uh, it's Johnny Lasagna. And he put some lasagna on these pitches. Uh, they are extra cheesy. Uh, Five strikeouts in four innings. That's a good start. Averaging more than a strikeout. Um and he's, the confidence is huge, too, because I feel like for him, for sometimes if he went into the dugout, I don't know if he was just thinking too much, but then when he came back out for a second inning or when he was trying to start, he sometimes looked like a completely different pitcher mentally on the mound. So maybe just get these short one inning, come start an inning, throw some heat, and then be done and hit the showers. Maybe it might be the right headspace for him. Um, so I think it's nice that the Yankees have kind of outlined their role for him. Um, and you know, with uh, with Britton and Wilson on the on the DL, he stepped up and he can kind of keep that that late inning role as the season goes on. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's even got some fill in closer stuff too. Uh, he I know does. And, yeah, there, I know people were freaking out. There was like a, the New York Post uh, like uh, kind of quote that said he has like Mariano Rivera like stuff there too in a in a, in a horrible. Uh, kind of mischaracterization of what they what they were actually going for there. But he does. He has absolute closure stuff when it's on. Uh, I think he'd still kind of fall third or fourth in line. You know, you have Chapman, Britton, Green. I think they would kind of use matchups, maybe even Wilson when he's healthy there. But but you're right. If he's, he's throwing like he's been throwing for the first week of the year and we want to do some overreaction, uh, he absolutely could be a backup closer for the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Definitely has the stuff, uh, and we've seen it for a while. You know, top prospect in the giant or, or big prospect in the Giants organization, uh, or that they DFA let him go. Good. Yeah, they let him go, and uh, the Yankees came in there and scooped him up, and they saw a lot of potential in this guy, uh, and he's delivered a points for them, filling in in the rotation. Um, and now in the bullpen, where I, I think is his best. Role. He need it's full time bullpen at all times now. Like he's been around for a while, and he, he just kind of turned twenty six. Um, but you know, he made his debut with the Yankees in, in twenty in twenty eighteen, and he got you know he's got four starts in twenty eighteen, four starts in twenty nineteen, and then he even got a couple starts last year here. So I think what I want to see from him is is not get any any. Yeah, finished the year with a zero in the games 
started column uh, for the Yankees and maybe a couple more of the, the game finishes and, and, and a save or two because uh, he does. He's been looking looking really good uh, to start the year, too. And overall, the bullpen has. I want to give a shout-out to Mike King. You know, he had that classic pitch really well but used used too much in one game, so they had to, de- they had to send him back to the alternative site. Dude pitched six innings in one hit and then gets sent to the minors. That's, uh, that's how it works in baseball, but I always feel bad for guys like that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and he was a big positive because last year and in spring training, there were points where uh, he really did not look. He looked um, like a typical uh, like a four swing A's. guy. Yeah, he's a four A guy, swing guy, and not really someone I want to trust too often. But again, typical one week overreaction. That's a guy that could be a fifth starter easy. Yeah, and with that stuff that we saw too, I, I mean. Yeah, and good comparison saying it's the 4A guy kind of for Mike King. But that was an encouraging encouraging performance from a guy that really has not shown much from the Yankees. Uh, concerned still about not having Britain the first couple months, but we talked about it last week. There's definitely still the pieces to bridge the gap. Uh, the bullpen's been great. Yeah. I didn't, do it. I didn't realize this, but it makes sense too. But with these stupid extra inning games, if that initial runner on second scores, it doesn't count uh, as an earned run for the pitcher, which I think is, is very smart because I was worried about that too because, you know, Chad Green pitched fine, but he gave up a, a, a bullshit run. I was like, that's going to screw up a lot of pitchers' ERA over the course of a, of a season here, especially if you're only, you know, if you're on the, the away team and you're getting – uh, you have plenty of extra inning games where you don't even get an out, but you give up a run. And I don't want that to screw up your your ERA. But those runs don't count, which is nice. But it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I want to see a, a tracker of all the team's extra inning runs and how many times that guy on second scores. Because uh, relievers are weird. And that mentality of someone crossing the plate could screw with them. So another, another just small little tidbit of why the extra inning stink. <laughs> Can you? I know it's the last out of the previous inning. Can you run for that guy though? I wonder. Yeah, the Yankees did that today. They like the, the Tyler Wade came in for Stanton, uh, so, so so Stanton was out of the game. But yeah, you you can pinch run for him. Yeah, I I did. Uh, like you said, I had my head down at that moment. I I was going upstairs to get something. Actually, when the inning started, I totally missed it. Just like when you were saying uh, before. We came on air that you, you like almost forget about this rule sometimes. Yeah, you like, oh, did, did they give up a double? How what the hell's going on here? But if you're not paying attention, but it is, it'll take some time getting used to it. Um, but but overall, good good start for the bullpen. It looks like Justin Wilson is getting close to being back, maybe coming back um, in the next the next week or so. So that'd be another boost for a bullpen that um, that, that looks good to start the year. So they they finished the three up here. Not everything's been great. You're three and three. There's definitely players that have been down. So let's start with the player that we want to be on the up list all year, and we 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 love him so much. But Glaber Torres is starting on the on the downside. Couple plays in the infield really starting to sting. You know, slow delivery, uh, bouncing balls. Couple errors ready to start the year, and a big error on Wednesday that that potentially cost the Yankees the game. You know, not not the start here when you have a lot of talk. Of you know Francisco Lindor signing a massive contract, tons of free agents uh, on the for, for the upcoming season here. So definitely need a Glaber to bounce back from a rough first week in the field. Yeah, and all eyes were on him in the field coming into this season. So, um, yeah, it's been unacceptable. There's been a few errors. Uh, he's looked uncomfortable at times and he was a shortstop in the Cubs organization. And with the way Didi Gregorius was playing for the Yankees before his Tommy John surgery, we really thought that Torres could just be the second baseman of the future for the Yankees. Cause we all were, were, were chirping about the Yankees giving Didi an extension but that obviously didn't happen after his surgery and not looking good. But he's got to figure it out. I mean, your shortstop in the New York Yankees, that position was left vacated seven years ago by the great Derek Jeter. 
it's a position in sports. It's like quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys almost. Not yeah, hundred percent. Quite not quite on that level, but all eyes are on Torres at shortstop, and he's just not living up to the task right now. I don't know what to say. Yeah, maybe they could try something with him. I I just don't know. But defensively. It's been a disappointment, and we talked at the end of the year. We talked in the off-season episode, kind of giving him a pass last year. It was his first pass full is season over. at shortstop. Pass is yeah. done. First full season at shortstop. Um, it was, you know, maybe coming in a little bit out of shape in the pandemic, and everybody was in pandemic mode, but I, I, I just... Uh, it hasn't been good, and at the end, is the, the, the trade-off was always, all right, well, he's a stud at the plate. Um, and he's gotten off to a pretty rough start. Uh, he's got nine strikeouts to start the year, which is tied with Aaron Hicks um, to, to lead the team. So not an not ideal situation there. He batted second uh, on Wednesday, moved up in the lineup. He's got, he's got six hits, but I don't know. Off the top of my head, I think four of those hits are, are bloopers that he fought off. So not, not clean singles. Uh, he's only got one extra base hit so far. Like it's, it's only a week in. This is the, the typical overreaction podcast here, but... Not not loving what we're seeing from 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 Sir Glaber to, to to start the year here. Plenty of plenty of time to turn it around, but need to see the defense improve. And I think if the defense improves, the offense will come. We know he's got some some elite bat skills there, um, but but a huge year as we talked about leading up to the year uh, over the offseason. Huge year for for Glaber because if it is if it is becoming a huge issue, the Yankees will be active at the deadline. Trevor Story might. Very well, be on the market right now with with the Rockies, um, and then in the offseason, Corey Sager is is available. I don't think the Yankees will touch uh, Carlos Correa, given their their history with them. But you never know when when uh, when the offseason comes. So so something to keep an eye on that we always have to look for for Glaber is the defense. They I don't don't love the, the like extra. He's kind of almost did a couple double taps um, of his buddy and Duhar. That have you know forced a rush throw, and then with Bruce leading into our, our second player down, Jay Bruce, it's really tough scoops for him to make there. He's kind of made a couple of nice plays, but there, there's a few gotten by him that I don't know get by Luke Voigt, who's not great defensively. Uh, what are your first impressions of Jay Bruce uh, in pinstripes? He's doing his best, especially out the field. <laughs> um, he's not a make a wish uh, kid. He's that he's got to do better. He's got to do better than his best. <laughs> Um, but, 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 I mean, he's not, a, you know, a traditional first baseman. He's seen time there over the years um, w- w- with various teams. But uh, at the plate, I mean, he's got one homer. Um, but he, he looks he's looked lost sometimes at the plate. I don't know. I'll be honest. I'm not, I'm not thrilled with the, uh, the Jay Bruce, um, you know, kind of start to the year here. I think this could be tying back into the, the Odor trade. Could we see... <sighs> How short is Bruce's leash? Uh, I know we said kind of on last week's episode that it could be, you know, Mike Ford coming up. Mike Talkman even said he's got a first baseman glove here. Uh, but the most logical thing, I think, for the Yankees would be right now, given this trade, is is you have Bruce and Odor kind of alternating platooning, depending on, on what you like there. Then you move um, LeMahieu over to first base, which should help. Glaber Torres on, on some of these throws and scoops. He made a nice save for Torres over the weekend that, that saved another error for, for, for Glaber. So uh, I think the Jay Bruce leash is going to be pretty short after this trade now. Yeah, uh, that definitely could factor into it. And I mentioned Bruce in my piece yesterday. Um, it gives the Yankees, the Odor trade gives the Yankees the positional flexibility and like you said, he, he has looked lost at times. Um, aside from hitting that one home run, he's not the same Jay Bruce that you know did well with the Mets and Phillies in recent years. But, yeah, the Voight injury was a pretty sizable blow, and Bruce wouldn't have been on the team uh, yeah, if it no. wasn't. No chance. Uh, for, for without the injury. So, yeah, I... He started every game, so I'll be curious to see if he gets a day off in the next uh, next day or two once Odor clears protocol. Um, he's he's walked. I'll give him credit. He's, he's gotten five walks on the year, so he's gotten his uh, you know his on base percentage to after one week is three hundred. So that is 
is good compared to, you know, you know, Aaron Hicks, who I always say his average means shit because he's walking so much. But Aaron Hicks has looked pretty pretty lost to start the year too. So Bruce has gotten the walks. Um, but I think it's something that very, very easily, you know, Chris Carter-esque where come if he's still playing May and, and Void is is no sign of getting too much closer. I think we uh, we could see a DFA there, um, especially if Odor gets playing time. Yeah, uh, Chris Carter would have throwback right there. <laughs> that motherfucker. First, first season of the podcast that Steve and I did. Chris <laughs> Carter, Chris Carter experience. My he did goodness. hit it. He did hit some absolute bombs. I give him credit, Chris. But Jay Jay Bruce's home run was a was a Yankee Stadium short porcher. That did that one wasn't wasn't great. So um, I, I need need a little more from from Bruce to start the year overall. Like you said, doing his best out in the field, but his best is not good enough, especially when when Glaber's had some erratic throws. And to be honest, Gio Urshela threw threw a rocket today. But um, I did see that that Statcast kind of noticed that his throws to first have gone down about eight miles per hour compared to his career average. Um, so and he's had that elbow surgery to to start the year. So the Yankees infield do need a shorthanded first baseman uh, to kind of prevent runs. Because uh, as we saw, as we saw on Wednesday night, a, a bad throw could lead to a run in extra innings and cost the game. Yeah. Um, do you think Torres could it possibly be the yips? I I, I kind of got that feeling too. That's kind of what I mentioned that he was double clutching uh, on some throws. It seems like he wants to. It seems like he's thinking about it where he wants to take his time and make a good throw. And then last second, he's like, oh, shit, I took too much time. And I, I totally get how that, that could be the, the thought process of a player where he wants to be like, hey, don't make a bad throw here. And then, oh, oh no, the guy's hust- actually hustling out of the box here. And now I'm in trouble. Because <clears throat> that's happened, I think, at least twice. Uh, I think three times or two have been an error. And one DJ LeMay who saved him from another error. So... I you know appreciate that he's not rushing the throw, but it's got to be just a smooth, and it just doesn't look as smooth. So it could very well be a, a case of that, but um, too too short of a of a of a sample size to to really say. Yeah, uh, six games in. It's six it, games. It's, yeah. Yeah, I I just hope that there's improvement, but. Like we said, there was going to be an immediate eye on a couple things this year. It's Judge's health, Stanton's health, uh, Jay Bruce at first, and Glaber Torres' glove. And three or four of them are on the downward trajectory right now, uh, which is not a good sign. But uh, there's still time left. The you know Long season. But long season, long season. Six of three, 162. Three of the things that uh, people had a big eye on uh, are kind of looking a shaky, a little bit shaky. Agreed. You know, I like think that we could add a we could add a fourth to that as the, the, the third down player of the week. Here is going to be Domingo Herman. Uh, a lot of eyes for for many reasons on Herman entering the season. Uh, got his first start. Um, again, look, looked rough. He looked, but the thing is, he looked awesome in, in spring training. And that's what we both were worried about is, you know, don't take spring training results that seriously because players that suck in spring training can be really good. And the, the same can be the flip way. We were up on D- Domingo Herman entering the year because the stuff looked nasty. It didn't look rusty at all. Game time came. He looked rusty. Didn't have his stuff. Gave up two home runs. Only struck out two and only got through three innings. Um, so not the start that Herman wanted um, to, to as his first game back for, for a variety of reasons. Yeah, and he got cheers from the Yankees crowd. Um, he didn't have that stuff that we saw in spring training. No, which I, which I was completely disappointed. different. Uh, and he's facing a good Blue Jays lineup. But, uh, yeah, he'll get another start this weekend against the Rays. But – but but yeah. Sam, as you say that though, I do. I the Yankees did kind of move around Davey Garcia's kind of pitch day, so he is now lined up with Herman. He is scheduled to start the the, the, the same as, as Herman, which could mean that that leash is super short on Domingo, and Gar- we could see Garcia sooner than expected. So I think that was kind of a um, a good a good note that that somebody I forget who picked up on, but they are on the same rotation schedule there for the two of them. And, you know, 
uh, I'm perfectly fine seeing seeing Garcia on the mound. Kids, uh, kids, fun to watch. It's got some electric stuff here, but seeing Garcia means that that Herman, or particularly Herman, has struggled, or there's a big injury. So I think it's uh, it'll be uh, good to uh, good to keep an eye on there for Herman. But yeah, like not the, not the same type of stuff we saw, but that did lead to Mike King as well getting six innings of work there too. So. We'll we'll keep an eye on on Domingo. But yeah, Domingo Sunday was not not the good. I think he was like six and zero in twenty nineteen when he pitched on Sundays. Oh and oh and one to start the year in twenty twenty one. Yeah, and the eyes on Herman because of the domestic violence uh, aspect for sure. If he sucks for a couple times in a row, fans are going to start to those cheers won't last long at all. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, and those boos are going to have a little bit more spice to them. Uh, and the Yankees, who already had to deal with questions about him, uh, it's just going to get even louder if if he's not performing well. Uh, I'm not sure what happens. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, all right. That's our three. So remind us, three up this week, Cole, Judge, Loizaga. Judge could very easily be on the, the three-down list next week if he's still not playing. Three-down, Glaber, Herman, and Bruce, all with the opportunity to get off that list and move on up. Uh, off day on Thursday, today. Um, and then, Sam, what are you looking forward to in this, this AL East new rivalry? They are the, the Rays are the Yankees' main rival moving forward unless some other team comes and claims it. What are you looking forward to versus uh, this first series versus Tampa? Can the Yankees hit in the trop? Um, <laughs> can I don't, Can anybody? Can, can, can the Yankees bats get going against a good race pitching staff uh, is what I'm going to be looking for. Uh, and then the Yankees got four. or that three against they, Toronto. They have three against Toronto. Uh, it's going to be a little bit weird. I'm, I'm very – I feel bad for the Blue Jays, but – uh, I'm happy not to be going to the Rogers Center, and I, I am wondering how this is going to work out with the the Blue Jays playing at least the first two months of the season in their spring training facility in Dunedin, Florida. Uh, I, I'm questioning if our American sports teams are ever going to be allowed back. In, in, in the Canada, I, it, I mean, it will be interesting. The Yankees did get their they all. They did pass the 85 percentile range of vaccinations today before the game today. It sounded like almost – they kind of made it imply that all players got vaccinated with the Johnson Johnson shot. So I do think that could be important for uh, AL East teams there if they that could ever lead to them getting back into Toronto. But right now the plan is to spend a few months down in Florida for Toronto and then possibly move up to Buffalo as the weather gets warm. So we'll uh, we'll have to see there. Uh, but first Friday afternoon game, weird three three ten start. Um, All day games down in Tampa. Yeah, three ten, one ten, one ten. Got Kluber, Herman, Montgomery. Uh, the return of Chris Archer on the mound sun- Saturday for for Tampa. Uh, not the same pitcher he was the first time around in Tampa, but I'll be a, a little throwback to see him back there. Uh, and, and then Sunday, Montgomery looked good. We haven't even we didn't talk on Montgomery, but easily could have been a player on the three up list. Uh, looked very good. Uh, should be a nice consistent uh, arm for the for the Yankees there. I think like you said hitting and run, hitting in the trop in general, hitting runners in scoring position, and to see a few more home runs. The uh, the Yankee home run tracker is back. Hashtag NYYHR tracker. Uh, kind of a, a slow start. You know, a couple games of no home runs, some absolute bombs by by Stanton and Judge, but um, they're gonna need some some big. Some some big games with a lot of home runs to uh, to get catch that Twins record. The MLB record is 307 home runs. The Yankees hit six in their first six games, which is obviously a 162 pace. So I expect that to go up. So I want to see I want to see a couple. I want to see a three home run game from the Yankees as a team uh, at least once this weekend versus Tampa. Yeah, uh, the Give home me some runs pop. have not. Yeah, we have not. Had a three home run game yet? Uh, I I want the balls to start flying out. Sam uh, wants the balls. In Tampa, in <laughs> Tampa, it's tough. Uh, and that return of Chris Archer is going to be one that I have my eye on because uh, that was they decided to run it back on a cheap deal. 
Uh, can the Yankees hit him around and welcome him back? Uh, I think, that's gonna I think be, so. <laughs> I think so as well. But, yeah, the three spot in the order has been the yeah, predominant talk on Twitter. Yep, We've seen Aaron Hicks there. We've seen Brett Gardner there. Can the Yankees figure out a guy in that role? Uh, and I think that'll go a long way into getting some home runs going because – Facing Stanton with a guy on base is just a totally different ball game. As we saw that poor and, Orioles pitcher hang one to him, <laughs> you know, belt high. Not many hitters go there in Yankee Stadium. No, so not at all. And it's not just the home runs for Stanton, too. Just to touch on him quickly before we sign off here. He is having some serious uh, exit velocity, even on his singles. It seems like it's a daily occurrence that he's getting a single that's 110, 115 off the bat. So I, I think that's encouraging. Uh, and like you said, if he gets lift under it, that ball's going to go a long way. If he gets some lift under that and the trop, he might knock down one of those stupid speakers hanging up there. Oh, my gosh. That's, <laughs> Matt, I would love those, to just stay and just knocks down a speaker. The, the, those freaking speakers. Gonna, the gonna have to deal with them again. <laughs> All right, guys. That will the, Clint Frazier, the Clint Frazier <laughs> one from three years ago. Oh, my oh wait. Yeah. Time. God, wait, don't bring that up. All right, but so one weekend, Yankees are 3-3, three and three, plenty of time left, plenty of overreactions, plenty of underreactions here. It's a long season. Sam and I will be here all year to talk about it. Um, so appreciate the listen, appreciate the follows. You can follow me at angelsteve89 and Sam at real underscore Sam Mars and check out gothamsn.com for, for, for weekly articles on, on the latest news for the Yankees. And we'll be here typically every Wednesday or Thursday uh, with, with a, a recap uh, of the previous week of Yankees baseball. Sam, uh, I'm excited to see you uh, once a week again and Yankees baseball officially back. It's been great to watch to watch baseball, and I'm excited to do it the rest of the year with you. Absolutely. I can't wait. Fans in the stands. Uh, I just hope I'm a little bit less congested this, <laughs> next week. Uh, the, po- the pollen and stuff. Uh, We're allowed back outside, and the pollen's attacking Sam. He might, he might want to go back in, inside for another year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that would not be a bad idea. I, I did I did totally miss out on it last year, which was nice, which was nice. Aside from uh, you know, a little bit, it never got this bad. But uh, this time last year, I was playing a lot of PS4 and drinking beers in uh, the basement. So well, those things can uh, still happen. So I'm sure we'll 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 be doing that. Uh, if especially if these extra inning games keep the Yankees keep losing these extra inning games, I think the uh, the Bud Light will. We'll flow a lot more with these these stupid rules. But all right, hopefully no extra inning games next week. Uh, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll see you soon.